What's up, everybody? My name is Steve Ambao, and today I'm going to be talking about free will. Within my family, always on birthdays and stuff, when we get together, there's always, without exception, this discussion. Does free will exist? Can you exercise free will, or is it just an illusion? And I've noticed by listening to this discussion over and over that there's two main sides to it. Uh, one side that thinks it's absolutely impossible to exercise free will, and whoever thinks they exercise their own free will is just kidding themselves, because there's always limitations, always outside influences to the decisions you make. And then there's the other side who uh, believes free will is possible, and you have the power to exercise that every day of a li your life, regardless of the influences from the outside. And it isn't that the discussion never really uh, concludes because they're just so opposite of each other. But it's not that the argumentation they use is very different. It's just that their interpretation of what it means to have free will is very different. And that's why their argument never gets resolved. So the side that thinks free will is impossible sees free will as an absolute free will. So the ability to make choices without any restrictions. So like a very autonomous will. And they say that this is impossible because there's always outside influences. But the other side who thinks that free will does exist and that it is possible sees free will as the ability to still control your own decisions even with outside limitations and outside influences. So it's really just a difference in interpretation in my opinion. And this is interesting because they're both right in their own uh, respect. So yeah, the free will as an absolute free will seems to me like the free will that is meant by the question. Does free will exist? Because, uh, or at least that's the most interesting to speculate or talk about because that would be the highest form of free will, right? So just being able to be completely autonomous uh, yeah, and just making your own decisions with your own responsibility outside of uh, outside influence. So yeah, either either uh, interpretation of free will is kind of judged by the uh, presence or absence of external limitations to your ability to make a decision. And these external limitations are everywhere all the time, and you're not gonna be able to dodge them. So yeah, I guess you could say that the, uh, how you can judge if you have free will is you judge the uh, absence or presence of external limitations to your own decision making. And of course, these limitations can come from everywhere. Like there's kind of superficial limitations or objective limitations that are very clear. For example, your upbringing, the culture, like direct influences that you can see and that you can trace back and uh, revive. Also things like your financial situation or, or your family situation, all these things have a, have a say in how you make your decisions. And these are very clear. And the argument uh, that's also used in the discussion by the people who don't think free will exists or is uh, able you're able to achieve it, is that even when you do think you made a decision free of all external influences, 
and it still uh, influences in your subconscious to get uh, a decide for you. And this is kind of a weird argument because you could be right, but you could also be wrong. And nobody knows because the whole idea about the subconscious is that you can't reach it with your consciousness. So I don't know if they're right, but they don't know either. So it's kind of a discussion killer, even though it's an interesting, uh, interesting thing because the subconscious is sometimes there to grab. Like you can sometimes, like in a dream, or for example with therapy or use of self-analysis. So not everything you categorize as your subconscious is uh, per se out of reach. You just have to put in the put in the effort. So if you see it like that, then maybe you could try to um, achieve a bit more free will by looking inside yourself and practicing self-analysis and just just um, putting the work in and paying attention to how everything influences you and if you're aware of it that's the first step to be able to change it and uh, go with it so i would say that the subconsciousness argument is uh, not to be taken too seriously because it kills the discussion but on the other hand you can look into it because it's an interesting perspective to like i believe you can change just about anything about yourself if you put in the work and time and many people just don't do it like they live life kind of on automatic pilot and at some point they stop they stop uh, thinking about oh how does this influence me why am i feeling this way they reduce it to just acknowledging that they feel a certain way instead of why so i would say that's at least interesting to think about um, meditation, going to therapy, just to dig a little deeper in how things influence you. So you're never going to be free of those influences, but you could, could be more aware of them. And that way, move your way around it, maybe. But this is just one part of the influences, because there's also just straight-up objective influences and limitations, like uh, social structures which aren't necessarily bad, like uh, our values in our in our cultures and stuff. They're not bad, but they are limitations. So they do limit uh, to what extent you can mo make your own, own choice. And if you would want to avoid this, you would have to kind of alienate yourself from society, which is a weird concept because what makes you human is that you are part of a society. So, to make the choice to, to distance yourself from it may, may feel a little weird, but it's, it is good, in my opinion, to always think about, do I agree with this? Why, why uh, is this certain thing imposed on me? Like, of course, there's some good rules, like, uh, don't hurt anybody, uh, so you shouldn't go doubting that, unless you have malicious intent, but then don't put it all back on me. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, so the thing about these st objective structures is it's easier to identify them and also easier to dodge them. Like, it's, of course, it's hard because you're always stuck in a structure 
and um, let's say you have a family that judges you. It's very hard to to break away from that, but it is possible, and it's easier to identify. Maybe it will be harder to accept and confront yourself with it, but once you've done that, I feel like you can really change the situation to the extent that you're able to make more free choices. And this is kind of the um, the perspective uh, this, uh, that the side who thinks free will exist takes, is there's always gonna be limitations and influences. But as long as you're aware, you're able to make your own decisions still and within your structures, because it's always gonna be structures, within those structures, you're gonna be able to have your freedom of choice. So this side really believes in the power of self and um, regardless of what happens around you, the power of your mind, if you put in the effort, to still make your free decisions. So a big thing as well is like, uh, what I'm uh, finding right now is, because I, I'm in the process of like making my own decisions now, I'm 23, I just quit my study to pursue this. And it's like, now I'm really thinking like, uh, how much have I been making my own decisions, even though I did think I was, but it's like, this is a structural thing. Because here it's very normal if you're highly educated, you go to university and then get a job after. It's like the secure thing to do. So without even really thinking it through, I convinced myself that I wanted to do that because uh, it's scary to think otherwise or to accept otherwise. And it took me a long ass fucking time to uh, grow the balls to confront myself with the fact that maybe I want to do it differently maybe in not such a safe way and just yeah do my own thing so it's always funny because it's so much easier to realize your process after the fact so during you're just lost in it and it's also because it, it might come to the surface sometimes but it's always scary to confront yourself and like if you're still in the middle of it like if you're still uh, in my case in the middle of your study there's no room for you to start doubting it because you're doing it already. You're in the process. So it's so hard to step outside of it and then really ask yourself, do I want to do this? And what also struck me is that most of those decisions, like people make the decisions about their, their future uh, based on fi their financi financial freedom, right? So... Uh, yeah, a big motivator is uh, financial uh, stability later in life, which is, uh, should be a priority, and it's very important, but it isn't everything. It's more of a, uh, it should be more of a condition instead of a goal, because uh, financial stability is a condition for a good and happy life, but it's not what gives you a good and happy life. It's a condition, so you don't have to worry about the money. And I feel like people uh, base their uh, decisions on financial stability a lot, but that's not even a given. It's just the path that everybody takes, like a median getting a steady job. So that's what's proven on average to work the best. But I've just been thinking, do I really want my life to be average, and do I really want to play safe within the lives? But 
I've always had this thought. I've always had the same idea of how I want my life to be, but just recently I've been able to confront myself with it and it was like, okay, if I want it, then I gotta do something about it. But all those years before, I was just a university kind of denying my fantasies or my dreams just because it's out of the ordinary. So those structures are hard to break free from and it takes uh, a lot of self-analysis and the ability for to confront yourself and be realistic with yourself about what you want. It's also like breaking free from the structures seems weird, like counterintuitive because as a human, mostly, you want to be part of a society or a structure. And yeah, you feel alienated when you break free from it. And it's also, our society works so well because we're all invested in a society. So I was wondering if it's, it's like almost self-centered or, or uh, yeah, just selfish to try to break free from the structures of society to, to stop putting in your efforts directly and saying, hey, I'm gonna do this my way, regardless of how the structure is formed. Maybe it's just uh, because 95% doesn't do it and they contribute to society directly. And for example, me, I'm just uh, trying to be an entertainer now with the podcast and just do my own thing, set up my own thing. But yeah, I'm also kind of saying, hey, I'm not playing along with, with your rules, but I am um, enjoying the positive consequences of such a, a well-structured society. So it's like I'm kind of, uh, yeah, I'm kind of taking a luxuri luxurious road to because uh, I have all the freedom in the world. Like uh, I'm very lucky with my situation. Uh, and I'm able to do anything I want. And still, after three years of uh, philosophy study, I'm uh, deciding I just want to try this. <laughs> and everybody else is just taking the responsibility and uh, like doing their part. And I'm kind of, sometimes it seems kind of ungrateful. And I'm just wondering what you guys think about um, it being selfish and not to try to pursue your own thing. Just like being an artist or something. I mean, it's entertainment, but it's really also for yourself. Like, because you want your life to be different than the average life. But yeah, what makes you deserve it? But maybe just the fact that you're willing to take the extra, extra step and the risk is what makes you deserve it. Who knows? So yeah. In conclusion, the, the main thing I found about uh, the ability to exercise free will is to have as much distance from outside limitations. And of course, it's not realistic to, uh, to, to think that you're gonna have uh, complete independence because that's never the case. The only thing that you can do is try to be aware of what is influencing you in what way and what you can do about it. So there's also um, influences from within, like fears or insecurities or tendencies or laziness that um, that you're holding yourself back with. Like that's a huge problem of mine. I'm very uh, nervous about sharing my ideas. 
and I'm uh, yeah just very nervous about bringing it out to the world. So that's why I keep running on um, yeah making up excuses why ah, I can't I can't try to do the podcast today because it's just scary to me. But those are really it's really only in my head. So it's not even only the outside influences that um, th- this is gonna sound so weird, but like you can limit your own free will. So it's kind of contradictory, right? Because if it's if it's your will, then how can it limit your free will? But it's, I guess there's kind of a difference between um, the free will that you think of in your head, head like okay. If you sit down and just think, what do I want to do with a clear mind? I would say that is your free will. And what seems like a free will in the meantime, when there's your head is full of thoughts, you're completely in your head, you uh, have to deal with your insecurities, your stress. That's when, um, yeah, at the time it seems like what you want to do, but it's really just... Uh, your uncomfortability playing tricks on you. So your insecurities and your fears or your tendency to be lazy or run away from confrontation. At the, at the time itself, it seems like that's what you want. But it's really just uh, holding back your ability to exercise your free will. So not only are there outside influences that uh, hold you back that you have to distance yourself from, there's also inside influences. You also have to fight against yourself. And this is just a process of growth. And mainly, at least for me right now, it's all about uh, realizing it and then having the balls to confront myself with it. So I've been realizing it for a longer time, but then it's, it just pops into my head for a split second. And then I'm like, oh, no, I don't have the time for this right now. I don't want to deal with this right now. And maybe the decision to quit my study helps with that because now I really don't have any place to to divert it to. So before I would be like, oh, I'm not, I have too much schoolwork to do. I can't be thinking about this right now. <laughs> but now I have nothing to do except for the podcast. And this is what the podcast is about. So, And also personal growth. So, uh, yeah, I've changed my I- outside situation. So that I can deal with my inside situation. <laughs> so yeah, and it's uh, it's also always good to take advice from people like uh, for me, my grandma is a, a great influence. And there's something so simple as uh, what she always says is complaining is deadly. So my grandma believes free will does exist, and she you can exercise it every day. And that is exactly why she has this attitude. Like complaining is deadly. It's just um, of course, it's going to uh, uh, bad things are going to happen, and you should accept them, live through them, feel the emotions. But then after, either you do something about it if you're able to, or you stop complaining, because it it is what it is. You avoid this, yeah. You, it's gonna be uh, fucked up either way. Like something fucked up happens. It's gonna be what it's gonna be. So you ha- you just have to deal with the situation at hand. And uh, a lot of people might feel like they're 
they get treated unfairly or they didn't deserve it or they have it worse than other people. And you might have it worse than other people, but what does it matter? Everybody goes through shit. Some, uh, some people uh, less than others. Every situation is different, but there's no, uh, no kind of expect expectations you should have that it's all going to be similar or, or fair. So that's why complaining is deadly, like, uh, because by complaining, you get stuck in the pattern and you, you're just holding yourself back. Just because of an outside thing that happened, you're holding yourself back for 20, 30 years or your whole life because you can let it go. So it's, you live through the experience, you accept the feelings, the emotions, and then after, if you can do something about it, do it or don't, just don't. Stay in it because you're just holding yourself back. And those are some wise words from my grandmother who does believe in free will. And I kind of agree with her. Uh, yeah, and the other side, like, um, I just don't think free will doesn't exist or uh, isn't achievable. At least I don't think that's a good attitude to have. I do think that you uh, should be skeptical skeptical about it, which, which would make you be more aware of the influences that uh, are making uh, your decisions for you, and that awareness is always good, so if that's the attitude you want to have just to remain critical, then that's also good, because it's just important to be aware, make that confidence in yourself that you're already aware and uh, able to uh, stand up straight and make your own decisions regardless of influences, then you should uh, maybe adapt to the position that free will is possible. But if you're still uh, searching and uh, maybe not as secure yet, secure yet, then maybe it's better to, to adapt to the position that free will is kind of impossible or very far away. Because that forces you to be skeptical about the influences, the influences on your decisions. And awareness is always good. So yeah, I guess uh, this was the first week. Um, next week I'll have another question. Let me know what you think. Send me questions. I'll send my email here uh, down below. I can ask the questions. I'll try to answer them next episode first, first thing. And yeah, let's get a discussion going. Thanks for listening.